The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. Also, every month we're going to be giving away any one item to a Patreon backer at the $5 tier or above. Check out patreon.com slash professional casual for more information. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and squirrels, welcome to the only podcast on planet God dang earth where we pick anything and everything to face off in an eight subject bracket elimination tournament. This is Elite Eight Showdown. I am your host, Big Chuck, and I am joined once again by my comrade, my co-host, my co-conspirator, more importantly, my co-host, Tim. Damn, it's a good day to be a white dude. France. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. Um... Every day is, in fact, very good to be a white dude. It's true. Um, recently, it is not as great as normal um, because people want to just call us out for our privilege all the time. Uh-huh. And it doesn't prevent me from being privileged. Sure. But it certainly makes me feel bad about it, which I don't like. So stop doing that. Let me just enjoy it. Yeah. And instead of calling him out on his privilege, why don't you head over and give us a five-star review? We are at, uh, I don't know. 24. 24 now. We're killing it. 55 star reviews. Of course, we will do my most embarrassing moment. Probably there will be a time when I used my privilege inappropriately. It would. I I can think of at least one or two. Jesus Christ. Mm. It's, it's, it was tough growing up in a predominantly white uh, neighborhood as a kid. And you had the one like Hispanic, the what literally 1% of minorities as your friend. Shout out to Jose. He's a good dude. Oh, like how was that, Chris? Yeah. Yeah. He's a good he's dude. On my little league team. I liked him. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's yeah. killing it now. Yeah. Yeah. He's fucking living the dream. Um, I uh found the one privilege that I would abuse a lot. Yeah. Was the bathroom privilege in high school. Yeah. I would get the bathroom uh pass and uh-huh. then I would just wander around the halls avoiding Mrs. Platukas and her fat, un unattractive dumpster ass. Yeah. It was massive. She looked uh, you know, Krang. Yes, from, from Ninja Turtles. From Ninja Turtles, like yeah, that's what she looked like. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yep. Shout out to Mrs. Platukas, Kevin Platukas, if you're listening. What's up, bud? What's up, man? How have you, how have you been? I haven't thought do about you, you in me? like 15 years. Yeah. Do you remember me, Chuck? Oh, did you know Kevin Platukas? Nope. I I barely knew him. I, we were in high school together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was a couple grades ahead of me, but yeah, he's an he's an alright dude. Yeah, he seemed fine. His mom was a bitch, but oh, his mom was a huge bitch. Yeah, but she shovel teeth. <laughs> You're not wrong there. Uh, but she also knew what she was doing. Like she had one job, and it was to enforce fucking bullshit rules. Was it, or was her one job study hall teacher, where she would literally just sit in study halls and needed to go a hundred at 150 percent aggression at all times to make it seem like she was worth continuing to pay? Yeah, I mean, like that's what I meant. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that's, what, right. that's what I meant, man. Of course, head over to professionalcasual.com slash giveaways, professionalcasual.com slash store. Go check it out. Maybe we got new merch up there finally. 
I something mean, new, I, something different. While we were, I'm working on some stuff. While we were recording the last episode, I did uh, text uh, Lindsay in all caps. We need a moving on shirt, and she was like, "What shirt?" And I said, "Moving on." So hopefully by the time this shout uh, out to Lindsay airs, clearly listens to the show and knows all of our gimmicks. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Since I've taken over editing for every show, uh, she is uh, surprisingly completely unaware of what's going on <laughs> with the network at all times. <laughs> Funny how that works. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Lindsay though. Ran our live Twitch stream of us doing Soulbound, mm. an Age of Sigmar RPG. She did yep. a great job. She did. She knew exactly what she was supposed to do the entire time. Yes. Like, and, yeah. If you have someone that's like literally supposed to be monitoring your stream uh-huh. and letting you know when people follow or, or yep. subscribe or ask you questions, she did an exemplary job because when those things happened, she let us know. Yep. <laughs> Tim. Yeah. Uh, anyone you'd like to apologize to this week? So we have a list, honestly. We I, I kind of want to apologize to some of the guys at Wreck My Podcast. I want to apologize for to Joe Gennaro, uh-huh. um, Dan Cole, Danny Cole, my wife. Um, there's a lot of people. It's a list. Yeah. But I think this week we really should. We should apologize to Julie, Julie Bone. Oh, yeah. I feel really awful. Because, like, like, here's the thing. She's fit. Yeah, she is. She looks like she looks at, and again, she's kind of got that like soccer mom crazy. We just need to bang this out quick. Yeah. I, I legitimately, and she's going to be aggressive about it, which yeah. I think is the most attractive part of it. Yeah. And she's like, I got a feeling like she's cool with like a quick raw dog. Mm-hmm. Like, like, let's just fucking bang this out. I'll take care of it later. Yeah. <laughs> she's probably already on birth control. Because she doesn't Correct. need any more kids, right? Right. But all she does is complain about the amount of kids that she has. Mm hmm. I got to get them to football. I got to get them to ballet. I've got to get home and make dinner. Let's fuck real quick in the van and then get the fuck out of yeah. here. And you know, the, that, that particular type of soccer mom yep. that gets like the big, not the vein, but like whatever the artery or right. the, the windpipe or whatever in your neck, yep. you know that she's down to get throated. Yeah, absolutely. 100% takes it like a champ. Yeah. Um, I would argue more than likely if you, let's say, had a little brother mm-hmm. um, and they had a couch that they didn't need anymore or they had no place to store it. So they left it at your house. She would probably be down to fuck on it real quick. Yeah. 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 Just, you know, when the kids are uh, taking a nap. I don't know why it took me so long to get that joke. But yeah. Yeah. She there probably are, would be. Yeah. There's people. There's people uh, who will never get that joke. Yeah. Because they have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah. But the one person that I just clicked for. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Yeah. Good uh, on you. Actually, he doesn't listen to the show. No, he doesn't. No, because he's in that group chat where nobody listens to our show. Correct. Yep. Also, right before we get into the first segment, <clears throat> Tim, I have some concerning. Actually, I guess we do have an apology this week. We're going to make it a special to to. Two week apology. Mm. Two apologies, one week. Okay. Two it's apologies, one important week. one. Yeah. I'd like to apologize to Bane. Mm. I didn't think anyone else gave two shits about Freakazoid. A super teen extraordinaire? Yeah. Who sits around in underwear? Yeah. Okay. I have recently learned that literally everybody in our group chat of friends apparently fucking it like changed their life. Freakazoid? Yeah. I mean, I remember the first time I checked out Dexter Douglas, near, uh-huh. a near computer ace. He was uh, surfing on the internet and got zapped into cyberspace. 
I think he had got, I think he turned into the Freakazoid, who was strong and super freak. Um, he, you know, some might say that he drove the villains crazy because uh, he's a lunatic. JB, uh, happened to mention uh, over oh. from Grim Podcast of Perilous Adventures of yeah. how life changing it was for him. And then Taylor, uh, Throwlash Gaming, um, also on uh, Lost Omens. Yeah, Lost, Lost Omens. Omens. Lost Omens podcast uh, here at the Professional Casual Network, friend of the network, raved about how great it was. You seem to know a little bit about it. Um, So, for whatever reason, there were like a handful of shows that like I really wanted to like and seemed super good. And for whatever reason, I would only get to watch them super seldom mm-hmm. and it was always the same fucking episode sure and it was our real monsters was like that sure and i was never a big our real monsters guy i i could never be because i only got to see the one fucking episode it's fair uh and freakazoid was also similar uh, uh animaniacs do, was that for me and it was always it back it's on hulu now yeah uh, i don't give a shit yeah i don't either i mean that's cool uh piggy in the brain was like cool or whatever I but i was never i never had a huge heart on for it like no like did. i thought it was like my, my oldest cousin was like a huge animaniacs and Piggy in the brain fan mm-hmm. shout out to mike what up uh you don't listen uh but i just it never did anything for me i don't know it seemed too looney tunesy for me yeah it seemed was, too edgy of a looney tunes for me because that's what they were trying to be it was meta looney tunes yeah yep. um i liked hysteria I loved Hysteria. Hysteria was good, and nobody ever talks about Hysteria. Oh, Hysteria was next level. The kid that would scream all the time. And frog, the kid with the frog voice or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's good stuff. Good also educational. Stuff. Yeah, and I think that's what I liked about it. I actually learned a lot. Yeah. The, the fucking, the one episode where they're, I think they're supposed to be, they're learning about Vikings, and uh, they're on a boat, and they have the, the kid who screams at the top, and he's like, they're coming into port, and he's like, see it, see it see it and they would start to stop rowing and the boat would turn and he just starts going, don't say it don't say it and then they would wake back up and they would turn the boat back it was so good tim yeah segment number one of course arn is still out doing elite yacht showdown whale watching tours captain arnie's he is loving it out there he sent me an email i would like to read to you oh says there is Charlie. I'm here on the open seas and I'm just so happy listening to the whales. It is a beautiful and wonderful sound. I love it here. Thank you so much for this opportunity. XOXO Captain Arn. I mean, I don't do a good Arn, but that's what the email said. Yeah, and it doesn't really sound like him, but um, at least not my experience. I thought it was an okay whale. He, he literally just wrote, please make whale sound. Aw. Yeah. 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 Um, I, that was nice. I hope he listens and he appreciates it. Yeah. Before yeah. we move on to the first round. Sure. Um, the hot opener, if you will. Yeah. Is there, a, is there like a question that you might have? Yeah, that's the hot opener. Oh, hey, would you rather question? Oh, gotcha. Sorry, yeah. I misunderstood. That's I, okay. I thought we were moving on to the first bracket. No, 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 no. This episode needs to be four and a half hours long. Mm. <laughs> if if there's one complaint our listeners have, it uh-huh. is not that the show's too long. It's Absolutely. normally because we've offended someone very directly. Yeah. Yep, it's true. 
And we uh, I don't, have issued I, apologies. I very legitimately think that Dan probably prevents Danny from listening to this show. I would argue that she smartly has never listened to this. Yeah, probably a great move. But I don't know, because if pro wrestling in the 90s ever taught, ever taught me anything, if you objectify women, sometimes they like it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Dan, maybe you should just let your wife listen to the fucking show. Yeah, Dan, this is kind of on you. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't you just put it on in the car, like whatever? Yeah, background. Your kids would love this. Yeah, show. right before you guys like do it or something, just put it on its ambiance. Light a couple of candles. All right, put this on, Danny. Oh yeah. Oh, Dan, you look so good. And Danny, how are you doing today? Mm, you gonna have that fat ass sit on a cake or what? I got a little hard thinking about it. That was a little farther than I than I kind of expected we were going to go. I mean, but, we'll uh, see what happens. Maybe you edit it out. Maybe you don't. Chances are, I won't. No. If there is one complaint that this show has gotten, it yeah. is usually, I've, I've really thought Tim was going to edit that out. <laughs> Sometimes I just use that as an excuse. You're That's, kind of you're kind of my speeding bus. It works pretty well. <laughs> I mean, it's a safe bet. Yeah. Yeah, it works out pretty well. Tim. Are you ready for your would you rather question? I am. This one, not it's not gross, but it's a thinker. It's a change of pace. I like that. Yeah. Would you rather have a one minute conversation with your past self or future self? Mm. Mm-hmm. Future self. Hands down. Really? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Anytime I think that the question is going to be easy, it's not. It's not. Okay. So past self and future self, are these yeah. always on the same timeline? If I speak to my past self, could it affect my present and future? You don't know. Oh. You don't know. Are you happy enough where you are in your life to not go and talk to past literally, self? Literally never. I will never be satisfied in any way, shape, or form. Nothing meets the message. Shout out to your wife. <laughs> she, she knows. <laughs> um no, she's gotten to the point where she understands I will never be happy with anything. Uh-huh. Uh, and she just stopped trying. Sure. Know? I mean, so uh, that's why I let myself go. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is rough. Cause I feel like, word. I feel like you're, it's, if you go to your future self to get information that can help you better yourself now, mm-hmm. you might not end up like that person. So you'd have to be incredibly well thought out in what information you asked. Sure. And it's only one minute. It's only one minute. So you got to be real concise. Past self might not past self has. If you talk to your past self and give them advice to help you in your present, if it is an alternate timeline, it'll only help them and fuck former me. It's not going to help present me at all. Mm -hmm. But, if it is not alternate timeline and it is same singularity of time, mm-hmm. it will help me immensely, most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, if I actually follow through with it. Sure. I probably won't. Doesn't sound like it. So I think <sighs> this is rough. What would you do? So I'm I it literally as you're breaking this down, I'm trying to think about it. I would I would like to think that I would go to future self to try to get some form of information or maybe just to see where, you know, like if I'm looking pretty rough, maybe I'll just end it now and not have to worry about mm. putting him through any more misery. Cause I've got to assume his back and his knees are just, if present day is struggling with back and knee pain, fucking future Charlie's a wreck. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. like let's put, let's take the dog out to the, to the forest and 
put them down. You know, I almost kind of don't want yelling. that burden to see my future self. Like that's, if I know like fair. certain relationships or things don't work out or whatever, right. I'm just going to be like expecting it. And it, it almost self creates itself. If you mm -hmm. go to the future, maybe you just had a bad day, but you're like, Oh shit, I look like I'm addicted to heroin. Right. I might as well start doing heroin now. Right. Like, but very specifically, if I have a minute and I'm going to go to past self, I'm going to go find fucking like 21 year old Charlie, tell him to stop being a fucking asshole to like everybody. Mm. You're not fucking cool. You're a piece of shit. And don't date some girl named Kara when you're like 28. No, 29. No, 30. Fuck. I was 30. And then yeah. my minute will be up and uh, I'm back. And can you, can you hopefully. prepare for this interaction or is it something that like, you stumble upon and it has to happen? Right no, there? I think, I think you're going to like put on the suit. You're going to walk into some like fucking wormhole tunnel and you get it like a minute. Okay. So I, so I could give lottery numbers or, or things like that. Cause money is yeah. obviously the only attributable thing to sure. happiness. Yep. Um, I could say, yeah. So, ah, uh, this is really hard. I don't yeah. know. Because like, here's the thing. Well, you know what they say? It, you would never recognize yourself mm -hmm. if you, were to face yourself because the image of what you think you look like is very different than what you oh, actually look like. So. Which is even crazy, like even with photographs and mirrors. Well, you look at yourself and the, most people look at themselves in the mirror on a, on a daily basis. Yeah. And they are surprised in how they look in photo. Sure. Um, so it is, it is, it is, ve yeah. Right. It is so like different. realistically, like me current day going to like past Charlie, it's going to fucking terrify him yeah. because he's just not going to understand why this, large bearded tattooed man is screaming at him about don't fucking date Kara. Don't fucking be an asshole. Like knock it off and go to fucking Russia. Like it's a lot of, a lot of issues. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that I have the perseverance enough to take any of the advice to good use. If I go to speak to my past self to mm -hmm. help my present. See, if I, I went back and was like, listen, stop eating like an asshole, start exercising, be happy, be healthy and yeah. actually work for something in your life. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't follow it. No. See, I also know that like 21 year old Charlie would not take any of that advice. He'd be scared, but he wouldn't right. take any of that advice. Now, future self. Yeah. There you know, assuming the time travel stuff worked one way or the other, mm -hmm. there is information that you could glean that is not about you personally mm -hmm. that wouldn't affect it in a negative or positive way. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody creating whatever super Olympics or turbo phones mm -hmm. or better Internet uh, would not be based on me most likely in any way shape or form so right. getting that information would be the safest regardless of the time travel rules to be beneficial to you and your present self i believe okay i can i can see that i also know me and if i jump one minute to go talk to future self and i ask him a question i'm not going to get an answer because it's going to take too fucking long because i'm going to start telling like nine other goddamn stories we're yeah. never going to get there so like that's a waste yeah yeah, I mainly am just aesthetically going to check out and see how much hair I've lost. Right. Yeah. Like I would just go into the future and be like, hey, how can I cut my editing time down <laughs> from 18 hours a week to 17? And he'd be like, oh, just control. And then I'd fly back because it would take him too long to explain it. Yeah. It would be a program that doesn't exist yet. Exactly. But he could tell me maybe who like won, you know, this Super Bowl or whatever. So I could uh, put a ton of money, put on a ton it. of money on yeah. it and just clean out. Yeah. But my memory, I'm a little dyslexic too. So he'd be like, oh yeah, yeah I think it was, well, it was, oh, yeah, it was either 2028 or 2038 yep. that this team won. But definitely go with this and put all of your life savings on it. Yeah. I mean, for me, that's like 20 bucks. So I'm not too worried about it. Right. Yeah. My financial advisor doesn't like to hear things like that, but you know. <laughs>
whatever. <laughs> I'm young. Fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm young. I don't give a shit. I would talk to past self. If I have to pick someone, I'm going past self. Like, I'm going to legitimately be like, look, fucking you're stop being an asshole. You're going to, you're going to figure it out at 31 that you're just a piece of shit and you're going to try to do better as a human being. You need to do this earlier. So you have friends. We're getting a little too real with this one and I don't like it because it makes me think about myself and the actions that I've taken in my life. And I, I don't mean, like thinking about look, this. Thing. Okay. You either get dick related stuff or you get things that make you think about how shitty of a person you are. That's what we play here. Yeah. Yep. And then I flail and knock stuff over. But mechanically, like if I was making a and d character and I had this all spreadsheeted out, yeah. I think your best chance for positive change in your current life would be going future self. Yeah, probably. Um, given any potential variable for how time travel works. Sure. What if you jump? Like, but I want to go to past self. Similar uh, to making a and d character. Yeah, that's fair. I have clearly plotted out the correct choice, mm-hmm. but I want to do this thing for flavor over here. That's fair. What if you get to choose the age? That you get to jump to the future. And let's say it's like seven years, right? And you just teleport and it's just your fucking gravestone. So yeah. like now you know that from you're that point from where you've left to seven years into the future, at some point you're going to die. Yep. That's fucking crazy. That would I that, I don't know what I that's would where do. I think the recursion thing comes in. Yeah. Like fair. maybe you were always given that time travel ability and yeah. you went there and maybe the first time you didn't find yourself dead, but you just weren't in a great position. Yeah. So you started doing drugs early and it led to an earlier death. So all the 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 post humorous versions of you that went into the future only saw your death instead of the first one that you saw that wasn't really oh, dead. Fuck. He was just kind of like having a bad day. You could make your own recursion for all of the alternate reality versions of yourself to just give up and start doing heroin early. Shoot it between your toes. That way you don't have marks. Yes. Make butter with it. Like uh, yeah. like pop butter, but yep. with heroin. And maybe that works. I don't know. Someone's got to try it. I would. Why don't we have heroin gummies yet? Because it's, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. I mean, we're getting there. I mean, it's just Oxycontin and effectively, right? In a gummy. We could do that. Uh, concentrated, yeah. I think yeah. that's what all it is. Just break it up and make it in a sour powder and put yeah. on some gummy worms. I mean, if you can drop it like liquid into your eye, why not? Yeah. Yeah, fuck it. Actually, I have no idea. But fuck it. Actually, uh, hey, shout out to that girl that back in September uh, I told was hot. We were texting the other day. It's still not going anywhere if you're wondering, but mm-hmm. it's cool. Uh, but the conversation came up that uh, blowing smoke up your ass. It used to be a way that they actually like the term actually had a medical thing where they would take a bellows and they would take smoke and put a hose in your butt and bellow smoke literally up into your ass um, as a way to cure things of cancer, smoking, um, getting ghosts out of your blood, like whatever it I was, was born on the wrong time. Yeah, that was like that was the that was the thing that they did like legitimate. And I learned that on a different first day. Shout out to Sarah. I miss you. Please take me back. Uh, she doesn't listen, so she's not going to hear that. But um, yeah, man, like it's kind of freeing knowing that no one listens to the show so we can say whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, nobody. I mean, she really doesn't listen because she doesn't even respond to my text messages still. So yeah. it's like, what's, what's the fucking point? Please take me back. I miss you, Tim. Our main event. I fucking. Oh, I'm I'm excited for this bracket. I think this might be the hardest bracket you have ever had to decide. OK, I think this is going to be controversial. I think you are going to have people tweeting you, 
calling you, sending attack pigeons at you mm. because of your choices that you're about to make. But I really wanted this to be the toughest bracket to date. Okay. Tim, we are calling it the comedic musical beat up. Okay. Each bracket has one musician who is famous because of comedy music versus one comedian who is famous for writing a song. Ooh. Yes. And they're going to face off. They're going to battle it out. Tim, bracket number one, brought to us by BuiltBar.com. Guys, as per usual, go over to BuiltBar.com. Use professional, casual, all one word at checkout. Get some fucking delicious protein bars. The boosts. Tim doesn't even drink fucking coffee anymore. I don't. Because he uses the boosts. I'm on the boosts now. I don't. I, they're a sometimes thing for me, but they're fun. Yeah, they're good. They actually taste really good. <laughs> they do. Yeah. Like if you like, if you like crystal light, you're going to look, it doesn't have that after you're going to love it because light. it doesn't taste like shit. Yeah. Like it's really fucking good. Um, the only one I didn't like was the root beer one. I didn't like that one either, but I don't like flat root beer and that's right. what it tasted like. Um, um, the Ruby red is yeah. awesome. The cool breeze. The yeah. blue one that turns green is awesome. Yeah. And the cloud nine. Yeah. That was the one I had cloud. Nine. It was really fucking yeah. good. Really tasty. Um, so head over professional casual at checkout. Get yourself 10% off 10% off. That's a good fucking deal. At this point, it's the only deal. Mm -hmm. So do it. Give us a little bit of kickback. Tim, right out the gate. I'm coming in fucking balls to the wall, shifting to turbo. Shout out to all of our fans in India. Yeah. I want the heat coming. It's Weird Al versus Adam Sandler. Oh, fuck you. Right, at, right out of the gate. The two, I would argue, the two number one seeds. For That's each. So shitty. For each. Like, literally Team Captain versus Team Captain here. We've got Weird Al Yankovic. Did I say it right? Yankovic? Yep. Yankovic, I thought. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't so know. It's, it both it's Weird Al. I've yeah. heard him say it both ways. I, yeah. He doesn't even know. No. We got Weird Al going. He is. Okay. Let me say this because I know that you're a big Weird Al fan. Mm -hmm. Love Weird Al. Weird Al was really good in the 90s. Mm -hmm. He had a bit of a resurgence in 2005, 2006. Is that running with scissors? Uh, possibly the only thing I remember is white and nerdy was off oh, that. Yeah. was off that album. Yeah. That was straight out of Linwood. Right. Um, everything else he's dropped kind of since then had, don't think has, has been misses popular for, for the moment. Like he had the, uh, uh, the foil song. Yeah, it was okay. It was, it was just fine, but that dude still fucking sells out concerts. Yeah. All the time. And he does the local venue stuff too. I've seen him yeah. at Delhi like twice. Yeah. yeah, he loves to play the uh he loves to play Delhi. He played in Oneana a couple of times yeah. uh, at the old one and two. Um he plays Albany at least once at least once a tour he'll play Albany. He loves Albany. He does Albany. a great show. Yeah. He does costume. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he he is a person that performs for his audience. Yeah. He wants to make sure they have a great time mm -hmm. and he goes out of his way to make sure they do. Right. There, he has no like ego clout nope. at all. No. Just pure and genuine. He's whether you like parodies or not, he is just such a genuine um 
caring performer. I, I don't know. I, I just really like him. He wasn't the first, but he's been the best. Yes. He was the first that was the best. He was the first that made it mainstream. Correct. He's the uh, Eminem of comedy music. Yeah. I, I That's easily the, the most real statement. Mm-hmm. Um, he And he like, he fucking did it, man. Eminem is the weird Al Yankovic of rap. You're not wrong. I mean, it's, it, I think you said that as a joke, but I'm not laughing because it's yes fucking no. true. Yeah. Like it is, it is true. He is like, they're both white. That's they, true. They both use funny accents in songs. Yep. They're both exactly the same. Their punchlines are one of the main things that mm-hmm. draw people to their music. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. But man, Weird Al's got a fight. Yeah. He's going up against Netflix exclusive. <laughs> Adam Sandler. Now, I actually kind of funny. Also, other, other than super popular in the 90s. Yeah, I was just going to say. Somewhat recently had a resurgence. Yeah, like both of these guys, super huge in the 90s. Um, I've been trying to think of this. Like other than Eight Crazy Nights, though, I'm not sure I can think of too many Adam Sandler songs. Really? Yeah, like I don't. Oh, so, yeah, okay. But like he had like the all the classification he had to be for that team was a comedian who got famous for writing a song. Eight Crazy Nights fucking spawned a movie. It gave every Jewish kid a a moment of glory when that song came out because they could finally have a song that was a holiday song that they could play during Christmas. Oh, shit. I just, do you ever have a realization where you can see something coming that you don't want it to come? Uh Uh-huh. Um... Because we're talking about Adam Sandler, which means at some point we're going to mention Kevin James, which means you're going to fucking mention Hitch. God damn it. I'm already mad. <laughs> What'd you have prepped? I didn't. That? I actually didn't. I was trying to think of something, but it's I mean. If I want to talk about holiday theme, though, Hubie, Hubie Halloween, Hubie Halloween was, was a great. Good. I think we both expected it to be garbage. I 100 percent expected it to be garbage. And more importantly, uh, Julie Bowman is in that. Mm. And we do apologize. You are hot. Yeah. Sorry, Julie You're, Bowman. You so are hot. You are. You are hot. I will. I will quote tap it. Yeah. I yeah. Would. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know what? I would argue I'd probably I would tap it on draft or bottle. That's fair. I would choose, I would, it sounds crazy. I would choose her over Sophia uh, Vergara. Yeah. And here's why. Sophia knows she's hot. Sophia is like expecting me to choose her. I'm going to choose Julie Bowman because I think she'll appreciate it. You know, she's like, she's like B string gymnastics. When they get sent, they're out there to perform. Yeah. So I think she's really going to, she's really going to make it worth my while. I do too. Uh, I, I would potentially make that decision as well, especially if it wasn't some magical scenario. Right. You know, um, I can't remember her name now that we've been talking about Julie Bowman. Uh, I Ariel winter. Oh, Ariel winter is a different animal, but, um, what's the Sophia Vergara? Yeah. Um, she, you know, that's a one and done her, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, you're not going to start a relationship there. You're no. not going to want to marry her. You're not going to want to live that lifestyle. But Julie Bowman, I, I committed. She'd yeah. be committed. Yeah. And uh, I would feel looking for. Now. I would feel fine mooching off her success. I would feel bad about mooching off Sophia's success because she's yeah. going to she's going to remind me mm-hmm. very much like how she probably does with uh, Joe Manganiello. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Who? What does that guy even do? Um, a lot anyway. of D and D stuff. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Who does that? It's fucking stupid. It's fucking. Dumb. Um, 
wouldn't want to make a career out of it. That's no, for sure. not at all. Um, so Adam Sandler. Best friends with Kevin James. Best friends with Kevin James. Which is a, is a point in my book. Weird Al treats his audience and his fans mm-hmm. as Adam Sandler treats his, his his friends. Right. Absolutely. Created a production company, Happy Madison, yeah. and literally gave his friends who were not getting work anywhere. Yeah. Constant jobs and work so that they could provide for themselves and their family. Yeah. Um, which like is crazy because like he even like Steve Buscemi's part of that group and that guy doesn't need no doesn't need it. No. And he probably gets paid like nothing. Like I think right. he's probably I think they're all averagely paid because they have just been making so much money. Yeah. They just are excited to show up to work. Yeah. To get to hang out with their friends. And that to me, like deep down, my my actual like true golden dreams are always something closer to that. It's right. I want to be so rich I could build like a township. Yeah. And all of my friends could live with me and we could have we could play video games and do whatever we wanted all day yep. and just fucking hang out and it would be awesome. If I ever became, you know, a movie director, I would just want to hire all my high school friends and my friends from now and we yep. could just be rich together and it could be awesome. Um that's that's the dream. Yeah. Um, Adam Sandler is a great guy. He gets a lot of shit. There was a, there was certainly a dark period with like Absolutely. don't mess with the Zohan and, yep. and the one with him playing his own female twin and and stuff like that. But, oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah, movie. yeah. But there are ones like Rain Over Me, mm-hmm. him and Don Cheadle, where Adam Sandler plays a distraught, um, widowed gentleman who right. Children and wife died literally in the plane in 9 11. Mm-hmm. And he just keeps redoing their kitchen because it was something they were always talking about when his wife was alive. And uh, like phenomenal acting. Yeah. Something I, I, I would never have, have guessed from him. Right. Um, but then he does things like Pixel. So, did you like Pixel? I didn't watch it. Oh, it wasn't good. Murder Mystery was really good. See, the thing about Pixel, it was that era where Adam Sandler was just getting the paycheck. Yeah. And it very much showed in his acting in that. Like, he did not want to be there. You could tell the entire time, which is very frustrating for literally everybody else that was in that movie. Yeah. Because they were really trying to act in the stupidest premise of a movie. That's actually super shitty. For, yeah, for an actor to do to just not be into it, so he's gonna fuck up everyone else's mm-hmm. like potential. Yeah, like that could be someone's first actually, you know, major movie, huge movie. Yeah, and um, the the guy from Game of Thrones, the 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 little the guy, guy. Who played Tyrion Lannister. Yeah, until in in every situation, if you if if someone tells me that they're trying to think of an actor's name and I know the actor's name as soon as they describe his physical appearance yeah. or one of the movies he's been in it, the the actual name escapes my head right but that guy yeah like this was supposed to be his next big like pixel was going to be his next big thing oh shit and it bombed so bad like you know i think it arguably ruined his career <laughs> As much as I want to move Adam Sandler ahead here because I just recently watched TV Halloween and really enjoyed it. So good. Um, Weird Al has to move on because he is just so fucking pure. Mm-hmm. The Simpsons had the quote. A man who is tired of Weird Al yeah. is tired of life itself. Um, I So the argument that I can see here is Weird Al is a master at his craft, mm-hmm. which is a comedic musician. 
He's a musician who does comedy and he does it better than anyone. I think he's not. I, I think he's a little done, but he's still fucking touring. He's still doing the shit. He still does meet and greets all the time. And it's like the best deal. Well, that and as you grow older, mm-hmm. you appreciate different parts of Weird Al's catalog. Mm-hmm. I hated the polka, the polkas. Yeah, I didn't up. care for that. I thought they were awful and stupid. I didn't know any of those songs. But as I got older and I listened to a bunch of grunge or like 90s punk or alternative, right. I could then go back and really enjoy the 90s alternative polka right. or the angry white boy polka right. or or any of those. I When the Hamilton one came out, I was like, this is stupid. I haven't seen this. And then I had ended up watching Hamilton and really enjoyed it. Right. And then went back and heavily enjoyed the Hamilton polka. Right. So um, Weird Al is is multi-generational. Right. multifaceted and there is always something additional to appreciate even if you didn't like it before with him sure i cannot go back right now and listen to adam sandler's old comedy cds the no. goat was the funniest fucking thing to me as a kid they're all gonna laugh at you was the funniest shit to me as a kid right. um the 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 skit where he's and this is on an album this is on a cd that you would buy in the store you'd put this in and hear a 10 minute bit of him waiting in line to go pee and then he pees himself yeah and then another guy pees himself and they're like hey, i guess we're piss pals um <laughs> not something i could go back and enjoy today sure um weird al has to move ahead here but uh adam sandler honorable mention honorable mention uh, bullet, i think he would understand that too Bulletproof, bullet? yeah, yeah, that, uh, one of the Wayne's brothers, Marlon or uh, Damien Wayne's. Damien Wayne's, yeah. yep. Like that's a fucking great movie, mm-hmm. and that was like that was early in his career when but, he was. Try- I think he was trying to show that he didn't, that he wasn't the. It was guy. before that. Was it before that? Yep. Oh, okay. He had only done. I had only movie ever seen it was on that, TV. and it was like Overboard or something like that. Right. It was, um, I, and I never watched it. I always saw it at the video rental place, and I'm like, oh, it's Adam Sandler, but it looks really bad. Right. Um. But you will never be able to beat. That that classic era, Adam Sandler, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, Little Nicky, Big mm-hmm. Daddy to a lesser extent. Um, just so good. Yeah. But anyway. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Yeah. But Weird Al is moving on. Bracket number two brought to us by Skillshare.com. Of course, use the link in the description below. Get two free months or 30% off your annual fee. You could probably learn how to write comedic music. You can. Yeah. Yeah. You could probably learn how to be a funny guy. Like in acting classes. I, I liked funny guy. Yeah. What was that one called? The one where is Seth Rogen and Adam Sandler. Uh, funny people. Uh, Seth. Rogen. I think it was funny people. Yeah. I uh, really enjoyed that sure. movie. I love Adam Sandler movies with a darker bent. Love them. That's fair. Yeah. I think that's it, it's he doesn't get to shine that much in that. No, like he doesn't get to do them that much. Seth Rogen movie. with right. Adam Sandler. Yeah. That's good though. I didn't yeah. You know what? Oh, fucking uncut is it uncut gems? Uncut gems was so it was good. so fucking literally good. probably the best acting I've ever seen out of Adam Sandler. It was so spot yeah. on. It was great from start to finish. An amazing ending. Yep. That it, oh the ending you will hate it if you enjoy the movie as you're yeah. watching it. You're gonna hate the fucking ending, gonna, and that's the goddamn point. Yeah, yeah. That movie I was expecting it to kind of be like I was. I was told it's not an Adam Sandler movie. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a ha ha funny, but I expected a little bit of comedy, but every comedy, I, every I point that. that I laughed was uncomfortable laughter Yes, because I was just like, Oh my God, I'm so scared right now. Yes. Like not scared in like spooky scare, but just like, 
I'm so into this. I don't know what's going to happen. And it actually has a little bit of rewatchability. Mm-hmm. You could probably then show this to somebody and still enjoy it. And pick up new things that yeah. you didn't notice before. Yeah. It was really good. So it was good. really good. Yeah. It was really, really good. Bracket number two, Tim. Mm-hmm. One of, actually, I'm not joking. Actually, one of my favorite bands of all time. The Bloodhound Gang. <laughs> going up against... Uh, I, it took me a minute to figure out who this guy was. Uh, because everybody always tells me his name. And I can never put the face to the name. Uh, but is Bo Burnham. Oh, he's the greatest rapper ever. <sighs> he is. I, I really like his song. Uh, is it is about country music pandering? Yeah. I really do fucking love that. I really love that song. Um, and he's like, yeah, he's a comedian who at least does one or two. I, I worry that that's becoming his gimmick. Oh, it is. That he's just the music guy. Yeah. Zach Alifanakis was that too. And he did a really good job of getting out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people, oh, that that are on this list, it became their gimmick and it died as yeah. their gimmick. Um, Zach Galifianakis has had a, a very varied career too. His, I think he has a Netflix special of him at the Purple Onion. Yep. Oh, so good. Yeah, it's really funny. Does he sing at all in it? He, I've at heard one good point, things. He gets interrupted by this drunk girl while he's trying to play the piano, yeah, and remember. he calls her up, and I it turns remember. into one of the best bits. <laughs> Okay, I think I have seen that. That's yeah. very good. But the fucking Bloodhound Gang. You, if you grew up in the 90s, maybe early 2000, mm-hmm. and you didn't fucking love the Bloodhound Gang, you were probably not a fun kid to hang out with. Or you were probably popular and had friends and things to do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everyone liked the well, Bad Touch. Well, not even that, because, right, Bad Touch. Um, I was way too into the bloodhound gang like i still quote it not quite daily but i mean foxtrot you know uniform, uniform charlie, charlie kilo. kilo that charted on trl so yeah. it was mainstream popular mm-hmm. that was a group so did mope yeah um the yeah. great white dope they had a they had a bunch of bangers that certainly like actually hit some uh the, the roof is on fire yeah that made it yeah, that fire was, water burn yeah that yeah. was on there um, that was on TRL, so it was a popular song. Mm-hmm. Everybody fucking would sing it. Yep. He, I still occasionally will put a Bloodhound song gang, wow, Bloodhound Gang song yeah. on at the bar, and like the old people, us old people, fucking love when that shit comes on. Yeah. Um, I even like a lot of their recent stuff. Yeah, they became like really big in Germany. Like that. Was yeah, like a they thing. figured like they found their spot. Yeah, you know, they're like, uh the good Charlotte brothers, they went to Australia and they're like the biggest fucking thing in Australia. Really? Yeah. To this day, still the biggest thing in Australia. Um, Hasselhoff went to Germany, right? I don't know if I've told this story on this show. I probably have, but when I first signed up for Facebook, uh-huh. it was when you needed a college email to get yep. in. Um, they said my name, Tim France yeah. was against their guidelines and an offensive name. And they would not allow me to use my real name on Facebook. Why? So I changed it to Jimmy Pop. Yeah. Because I was listening to Blood Hunking at the time. Sure. Um, and that was my name. I remember when you friend requested me years ago, your name was Jimmy Pop. Yeah. Yeah. And I kept it. Once they opened it up and you could just change your name whenever, I kept it Jimmy Pop for a long time. Also because I'm a huge fan of internet and anonymity and anonymity. Yeah. I don't like people knowing who I am on the internet because I'm right. a dick. 
on the internet. Uh, so I figured, you know, why not start a podcast network that's literally my fucking face and then uh-huh. plaster my name everywhere. But yeah, it makes sense. Um, I loved the Bloodhound Gang. I loved that they hated themselves as much as they enjoyed themselves. Yeah. Uh, I loved that they were like loosely connected to Bam Margera and all yep. the jackass people, which was just so fucking huge at the time. Which is like the only reason why they got why they got famous. Yeah, because they would just randomly like standing in the corner when jackass was about to do a stunt and they're like fucking giggling and laughing to themselves. Yeah. And then people are like, Oh fuck, is that the bloodhound gang? And yeah. then you'd go and then TRL would pop up and there they were with fucking Steve-O who was doing fucking Coke off people's dicks or whatever. Yep. And fucking Johnny Knoxville really regretting that this was his career choice. Um, and like those guys should have never been that famous. Correct. Like they, they were a niche market that I still probably would have really enjoyed. Yeah. Kind of alt punk. Yep. Um, but I, I really enjoyed them. I loved uh, their their big album, the one where they really broke a big the head bed touch on it. Yeah. Um, 3.14 yep. uh, was a peach CD. And if you stuck your tongue in the hole yeah. with the CD, it looked like a booby. <laughs> they had another album called One Fierce Beer Coaster. And there was a track on there that was just this guy's like, those Bloodhound Gang guys are so fucking clever. Their album's called What Fierce Beer Coaster. And on the front of it, it's a beer coaster. Um, some of their fucking albums would have 49 tracks, uh-huh. 30 of which were just fucking dead silence. And then like Bam Margera at the end being like, yeah, let's whip our dicks out. <laughs> on track 47 out of 63. Just like, I loved those guys so much. <sighs> Yeah, but, but but they're going up against Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham, who is not laugh out loud funny. Bo Burnham is no. incredibly witty. Uh-huh. Has n- like probably top tier wordplay. I would argue he's got plants in the crowd to laugh at his jokes, so other people know when to laugh because he's that fucking witty. And maybe of ninety percent, ten percent of those people fucking get his jokes and those people are really smart. Yep. There are sometimes when I don't, the joke goes over my head until I've listened to it like five or six more times. Right. Yeah. But he is very quick. Yep. Um, he enunciates insanely well. He does. Um, and he is more of a, uh, societal dialogue. Sure. Than than comedy. Yep. And whether it's on purpose or not, he can get a little too meta. Yes. Um, if I have one complaint about him, I love him personally. Yep. Uh, really heavily enjoy him. But I, I think his act is still very young. Um, I agree. I, I, he's treading water on just being the music gimmick guy. Current. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, he gets a lot of respect from the older stand-up community, which yep. is very difficult to do. Especially yes. for someone. Unless that, you're Bill Burr. Right. I'd be a Bill Burr fucking. I did you watch that green room where they're sitting around the thing? Yeah. With, uh, Paul Prevera or whatever, and yeah, Bill Burr just fucking lays into him. Uh-huh. I love it. But um, in the stand-up world, if you don't go up there and eat shit for eight years, yep. you're not a real stand-up by yep. a lot of people's standards. But they still are willing to like be on the same stage and have a conversation about comedy with him, mm-hmm. which is for the most part unheard of. Yeah, for someone that rose that fast. Um. That said, he is a very young act, and whether he has any staying power, uh, we will see. Right. Um, because I already think he's, for the most part, somewhat over. Uh, he had yeah. a, a, a really great Netflix or YouTube special, one YouTube of the first special. guys that, yep. that kind of did that. Um, and once again, I, I 
he's trending to a point where he is going to alienate a lot of his audience mm-hmm. and blame it on the audience not being smart enough. Yeah, I can see that. It, what he needs to do is stick to comedy, not get into acting. He needs to not do what Dean Cook did. Yes. Um, who I, I to this day think that he regrets ever being as big as he was. Honestly, I think the best path for Bo Burnham is as a writer, potentially mm. even a director. Yep. Um, not starring in his own stuff. Right. Um, That's think, the biggest thing. I think if you, I think he is probably capable of some really next level dark comedy. Yep. I think he's uh, super capable of satirical comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's going to be his strong suit. Um, and I hope that he stays in that lane. Yep. I um, agree. As of right now, he has not reached his full potential. Yep. The Bloodhound Gang probably capped a little bit early, but yeah. has certainly reached their full potential. Oh, yeah. Um, they got potential that they didn't even realize they were going to get. Yeah. Th- at that point, it was just fuck money for them. Well, and both of them, I, I really like this matchup. I think this is a really good one because they're both kind of happy accidents. Yep. Bo Burnham just kind of happened to get found almost a Justin Bieber on YouTube making yep. funny music videos. Um, these guys as well, just right place, right time, kind of doing something a little bit wacky that resonated with people. Mm-hmm. I have a huge personal love for the bloodhound gang okay for this particular one and this is actually a really tough call because bo burnham has super untapped potential mm-hmm. and the bloodhound gang are in fact has been's um as much as i really enjoy yeah, them you're I, they're not going to be coming out with a new banger album no nope. ever nobody's going to take it seriously correct even in even in the funniest most comedic way yeah us shitty 30 year old plus are gonna check it out Listen we're going to do it a few times. We're going to go like listen to songs. it on YouTube yeah. and we're not going to stream it or anything like that. We're just going to go listen to it on YouTube and that's it. I will say I still quote them regularly. Um, I still, like I said, I still, I still pay a dollar something to go play them on the jukebox at yeah. the bar. Like they're still getting my money. So I do that to Limp Biscuits, um, rolling air raid. Remix, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because it, <laughs> It separates the crowd quickly. Yes, it is. Especially at college bars where there's a bunch of girls like, what the fuck's this? And like the bartender and like one, you know, mid thirties guy at the bar is like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Roll and roll and roll. You're just fucking like, fuck yeah. Um, Shout out. So that said, I do quote Bloodhound Gang a lot more often. Uh I say easy, hot and sweet, like Rice Krispie treat. G, you know what I really want in a girl? Me. Three times a week minimum at work. You've said it to me at least twice since we've been here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is tough. I'm going to move ahead, Bo Burnham. I don't want to. Wow. I did Burnham. not see that happen. I really thought you. Anyone you who knows me, me that, is like. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. That was wild. That was. I'm going to move ahead, Bo oh. Burnham, because there is untapped potential there. And sure. we have not seen the last of him. We have seen the last of the Bloodhound Gang. Okay. I'll give it. They're a nostalgic act at yes. this point. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. One that I really enjoy, and that they era, are they are the drunk, annoying guy to get up at karaoke and sing a song because you don't have to know, you don't have to sing, you don't have to be good at singing, you just have to be able to read. The Bloodhound Gang. This is probably the most enlightened thing I will ever say on this show, sure. and it's going to alienate a lot of the audience and potentially you also. Okay, the Bloodhound Gang. Yeah, is the dude. 
that you talk about all your old stories of uh-huh. when you go to a funeral of one of your friends that has died too early and everyone goes out to the bar afterwards and gets obliterated and starts talking about old stories. The Bloodhound Gang is always that guy that comes up. Do you remember the time they did this? You're not wrong. Do you remember the time he did that? Yep. Oh, that crazy motherfucker. Yep. Uh, that is the Bloodhound Gang. You're absolutely correct. It is nostalgic. It is warm. It makes me think of Johnny Knoxville and Ryan Dunn Mm -hmm. and all those people in that era of late 90s, early 2000s MTV alternative to the alternative. Yeah. Um, Love them. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I am actually. It's actually a really good point. Wow. But bracket number three. Bracket number three, I think is, uh, I don't think this is going to be that hard for you. Bracket number three is brought to us though, by bearded dragon games, head over to bearded dragon games online, get all of your role playing needs. Use promo code professional casual at checkout. Get yourself free shipping. Holidays are here. Kids get D and D books, get yep. Pathfinder books, yep. get Warhammer stuff, get yep. Marvel crisis protocol yep. stuff, magic cards, yep. dice, yep. other games, yep. board games, yep. card games, yep. mini games, Everything, yep. it's fucking there. Why aren't you there? Why are you not using our fucking promo code to get free shipping? Plain and simple. This is not some affiliate link. This is a real no. sponsor that yeah. is supporting the show. This, anything that you purchase from there, number one, is helping an actual small business. Yeah. Number two, actually supporting this network in a very major way. Yeah. Humongous way. Um. And listen, we know you've been watching us on Twitch every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time playing Marvel Crisis Protocol. You are fucking jealous at us playing it all the time. You want to get into it. You can do that by getting the corset through them with free shipping. Mm-hmm. Bearded Dragon Games online. You it's the holiday season. F- fucking New Year's is right around the corner, guys. You're going to want stupid fucking party games to play. And here's and a couple get drunk with. Here's a couple to pick up yeah, right now. Here we like, go. That Ready? Are great drunk party games. Obviously, and we're going to link the fucking we're going to link them below. God damn it. Now I got to remember <laughs> to do that. Uh, red flags. It's yes. a one. The premise of red flags is that it's a similar style game as as apples to apples or uh, cards against humanity. But someone is up. And everyone else is trying to figure out a date for them. They're perfect match. And you get cards with random things on it. And then you got to pitch your two shitty cards and why that person is more dateable than anybody else. It is a great. It's super good. Drinking game. Yep. Cards Against Humanity. Obviously, they have another one uh, out. Crabs Adjust Humidity. Yep. That's, you know, an alternate version of that. Those are just fucking stellar. Werewolf. Yeah. It just you can play it with anyone. It yep. seems a little daunting at first. It's like a heads up, seven up. Someone's the murderer. You got to figure out who they are, but it's super quick to play. You don't need anything but this deck of cards. You hand them out and everyone mm-hmm. always has a blast. Yeah, it is one of those games. The first time you play it, it, it may take some people a little bit to catch on. But yep. then you're just like, oh, I just want to play this over and over and over again. Yeah. If you have checked out Among Us on Twitch or, or YouTube at all, it is literally yeah. Among Us. It is literally what Among Us is based off of. Yep. Except for you don't have to do stupid chores. Correct. You get to sit and drink. Yep. Yep. What you I guess you could do yeah. in Among Us. But unless you're watching and hanging out with us on Saturdays playing that. Yeah. Uh, fuck that game. Get Werewolf instead from BeardedDragonGames.online. But they, they are banger games. Jungle Speed is also another one. Not Jungle super Speed. drinking game, but, right. but super fun. Check out, everybody raves about, uh, is it Wingspan? 
Yeah, I, I know everyone at locally at Bearded Dragon Games loves that game. They have a ton of copies in stock. So, but they have everything for every they age really group. Do. There's great games because that 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 particular place happens to be very family family friendly as well. Yep. They have great recommendations for games that you as an adult can mm-hmm. actually enjoy playing. Dungeon Crawl, Dungeon Crawl, fucking great game. I played that not that long ago. Easiest game in the world, Guillotine. There you go. Go yes. buy a fucking copy of Guillotine and play it with your friends and family this holiday season. Guillotine's really fun. It's so fun and it's so easy. And it is hard because there are a lot of new, the new era of board games. It's right. sometimes difficult things to find that you could play with an uncle or an aunt or whatever. Right. Guillotine's a great one. Guillot- and it's actually fun. Yeah, it's fun. You And it what it'll take you one or two games to figure out mm-hmm. how it works, but then you are going to want to play it every holiday. Yeah. It's going to be your holiday game. Yep. Go over by guillotine for sure. Azul is one I really like. As Azul, well. Yeah. Azul is super um, popular, but, get, but anyway, you know what? Maybe you're not into miniature games, yeah. but you're into card games. Marvel champions. Oh, the, they have a huge selection of Marvel champions. The card game. Tim is obsessed with it. He I loves love it. That you game. play it and you play it with your son. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's it's great for all kids and it's a cooperative card game. Right. So you all pick your heroes. You play against either a random villain or one that you pick out. And it's kind of like automated. The bad guy kind of plays himself, which is difficult to find done well. Right. In board games and card games. Absolutely. It's based off of a similar premise of a game called uh, Sentinels of the Multiverse, which I really liked. Yep. But Sentinels of the Multiverse was a great game, but it was like third rate bargain bin superheroes that you've sure. never heard of that they made up for this. Sure. The fact that they have now put that Marvel. Um, yeah. So you got great. Now it. you got great art. I think Quicksilver just came out too. Quicksilver just came out. I really like uh, Kang, uh, Kang the Conqueror. Kang the Conqueror um, just dropped. Miss Marvel, um, She-Hulk, Thor, Black Widow, Captain America, Iron Man. I mean, it's constant stuff coming mm-hmm. up for it. It's a living card game. Yeah. You do not have to buy everything. No, which you don't. is awesome. Just, Pick up a character or two that you like. Yeah. Pick up a villain you want to fight against or the core set. Yeah. You're good to go. Get the core set. Get one or two expansions. It's a good use. If you want to do like maybe you don't want to do a ton of gifts this year. Yeah. You want to do like one family gift like, hey, we're going to get this for the family for the holiday season. This is what you do. Bearded Dragon Games dot online. Get Marvel Champions. Yeah. There you go. We we just did your stuff for you. Yep. You are welcome. Honestly, they're probably running some type of special promotion right now for like an online Black Friday yeah, thing. Absolutely. So more more than likely. And I would jump on it. Yep. Definitely do it. Bracket number three, Tim. Mm-hmm. This is actually isn't that difficult for you, I don't think. Okay. It is Little Dicky. Going up against Little Dicky, our music guy, who does comedic stuff. Mm-hmm. Going up against Stephen Lynch. This is going to be an easy one. This one's an easy one. Um, th- this could have been a struggle for Little Dicky for me uh-huh. because Little Dicky has an exacerbated uh, Bo Burnham problem uh-huh. where he now thinks he is too good. Right. Um, and it no longer seems like it's part of the joke. I think that he has bought 100% into his own hype. Mm-hmm. I think that he has always bought into his own hype. Everyone just thought it was the joke. Yep. And now everyone's starting to realize, oh, no, he actually is that. And he is arrogant. a talented lyricist. He, he is. does have talented, very well put together punchlines. Mm-hmm. And he is a good rapper. Yeah. He is certainly not the best of the best. And that's no. how he presents himself. Although I will say some of his freestyles are really fucking good. They are. Yeah. I, yeah I've seen him on. What's the the serious 
Um, sway in the morning. Yeah. yeah sway 45. He's, or he's he on shade 45, but sway in the morning. performs well. Yeah. But I think he also, like, he, nothing's ever a freestyle. No. Unless you're uh, Iggy no, Azalea and you and you bomb. Like, you prepare for it. Modern day freestyles, especially on, on radio, are you trying to take your predetermined thing yep. and fit it to whatever beat they happen to throw. Absolutely. Um, it is more about flow yep. and... And if they aren't a bunch of assholes trying to make you look like a bitch, they're going to pick a beat that you are familiar with. Yeah. That, you know, that said, Stephen Lynch, um, Stephen, Stephen Lynch could have been awesome. Yeah. Lynch could have been amazing. And then he kind of just dropped off the face. He he was man. He was internet days. Yeah. Early, early internet days. I had all of his hit singles. Yeah. On my first iPad. Mm hmm. Or iPod. I had an iPod mini at the time. Yeah. Um, man, a fucking D and D was like one of my favorite songs ever that he yeah. wrote. Special Olympics always held a special, special Olympics. Uh, what's the, the one he only likes, uh, like black girls, chocolate girls, cafe Olays. I <laughs> fucking sing that all the time in my head. Uh, if you're if you're a cracker, you better get blacker. Like, like it was some of the best fucking lines. Um, but like then he just disappeared. Well, and he was he was like too late or too early. I I can't really tell on like the shock genre. Yeah, like he was he was edgy on purpose to be edgy. Right. Um, he had a couple of like uh, Comedy Central presents that yes. did gangbusters. Yep. They were amazing. I think he maybe even got his own special, but I think it was on HBO. He did have a special, yeah. Did he? Um the thing with him though is that he was never he was well-rounded between those two. Yep. He was an okay stand-up and an okay musician. Mm-hmm. He was not great at either. Right. Um and as far as seeds go, I would certainly put him lower because he's not, you know what I mean? A little Dickier is both funnier and a better musician. Yep. Um, and I feel that way about literally everyone else that we've, we've seen here so far. He had a lot of potential, never lived up to it. Yep. Um, and he was always kind of like a, uh, you know, there was always one guy in the crowd that was really into Stephen Lynch. Yep. Um, but he just never... He never had enough follow through. He and he couldn't cut it shifting out of that. He couldn't have gone full musician. And right. He couldn't have gone full stand up because right. he simply wasn't good enough for either of those things. Sure. He was he was kind of the first person of that era to be the edgy musician guy. Mm-hmm. And he did. He did it really well. Yep. And then like Dan Cook showed up and 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 was a better comedian yep. than him and took all of his thunder. Plus, he also looked like him. Yeah. Um, but man, he was fucking good. He was good. He was good. But uh, I don't, I really don't think it's that yeah, close. Little Dickie's going yeah. Little Dicky. I will say this. I do love Dave. I, I really enjoyed Dave. The show. It just sucks that like, I feel like a lot of that popularity has gone to his head now. And I don't know if season two is going to be as good. I do like that. Yeah. I, I hope it is. I really enjoyed season one and I really enjoyed, and we joke about it all the time about how men can't, you know, express their emotions or their trauma in any way, shape or form. Yeah. I, I heard from other people that I talked to that, I think it was towards the season end when he like suffocates his uh, yeah. childhood self in the cake. Um, I was like, happy for for him as, as yeah. an individual i was like yeah. he's fucking working through shit this yeah. is like huge yep good for you man yeah um the last two episodes 
hit a little too close to home for me. Oh, for fucking sure. Yeah. Like it was really hard. It was yes. really hard to fucking. So you might have them. to be the very specific archetype that, that you yep. and I both happen to be. Yep. Um, but yeah, that like I was watching it with my wife and she's just like fucking listening to her phone. I was like, this is someone's fucking soul. Yeah. Don't you understand who this is on the TV? Um, but uh, yeah, I, 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 I worry about season two. Yeah. But who are they going to face in the semifinal bracket? I guess we'll find out because bracket number four, Tim, brought to us by our second month now. Thanks. Second week. Second week. Did I say month? I meant second week. My apologies. Second week. Travis Fowler, thank you very much for giving us $10 to promote Pro Power Hour Pro Wrestling. Check the link to the YouTube channel. It is Breaker and Bane's Video Game Wrestling Federation. Listen, they've made all of the characters that you love from Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. And now you can watch us battle it out each week on Power Hour Pro Wrestling, Adrenaline, the show is called. Um, and Breaker and Bane do commentary over the matches. If you love their show, you're if you love our show, you're going to love their humor, too. Mm-hmm. They do some really great stuff. And actually, and the best part is like Breaker is the play by play guy because he is a wrestler. Like he knows how to call matches. And then you got Bane there for color. Like that's it is a great combination. If you love their show, you're going to love this. So check out Power Hour Pro Wrestling. Tim, bracket number four. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about this one. This is, I think this one, I think you're going to have a tough time with it. I okay. think, I think you're going to, I think you're going to struggle a little bit. Okay. okay? Cause they're both great. It's I don't like this already for, for the music side. Uh-huh. We have tenacious D. Oh, I love tenacious rage cage and Jack black, baby. Yeah. Um, which I guess you could technically, that's why I, I specifically went tenacious D. Yeah. They were musicians. Mm-hmm. The original tenacious D album was the first parental advisory CD I ever bought. Mm. I didn't, I had to convince my mom that, uh, whatever song, uh, whatever song was on the back that said fucking, I convinced her that it actually said forking. I don't even know because I was like, no, it's just forking, like you know, like you, with a fork, and she bought it for me. Uh, it was pretty fucking awesome. Also, Jim Tanner definitely sold me that <laughs> album. <laughs> Shout out JT. Yeah. Shout out my dude. Called that. Sorry, actually. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. He'll probably stab you again. There was a, a fork. No, that, that, that was. Jim oh, Lang different Oh, that was Jim Lane that stabbed you. Oh, yeah, okay. a bunch of times. <laughs> Several times. Yeah. But. Um, love tenacious D. I love I, I had a friend, uh, shout out Dave Downey, if you know, you exist still or whatever, um, who in high school made, I thought, a, a very intelligent statement, which was there are two types of people in this world. Uh-huh. Those who love Tenacious D yep. and those who haven't heard them yet. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Fuck, oh, man. They, they were so, I mean, to the caliber that like. Uh, like weird Al is mm-hmm. like, he's the, he is, they are the weird Al of like metal quote unquote. Right. Sure. Like that's the genre that they're grouped into is like mm-hmm. rock metal yep. fucking tribute. 
Yeah, I can. I can. Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy is so fucking. And that video was like crazy. Right? Yeah, Wonder Boy was so fucking good. And then like you know, Pick a Destiny, man. They, they had some really good fucking songs on that yeah. album, which I know it went with a movie, mm-hmm. but man, it was done well. It, it was, was done, done so correctly. good. Yeah, um, so good. I mean, even some he of got Meatloaf in there, which I fucking I love me. Right. I fucking love me. And Dio. Yeah. Um, some so of good. my favorite like drunk bar karaoke songs. Yeah. Are you can't always fuck her hard. Yep. That's um, that was the song. Yeah. That was the song that I had to convince my mom that said fork. Shout out to Jordan Baroni. Uh, I got first time I went to like a drinking karaoke. One of my first few times to a uh-huh. bar, I got plastered and he was like, Tim, you gotta come up here and sing. You can't always fuck her hard with me. And we fucking killed that motherfucker. It was great. Um, anyway, love those guys. Yeah. I, this is going to be tough. I'm sure you have them up against someone. That's also of, uh, well, yeah. Going up against a monster. In the late night right. scene, we have Jimmy Fallon, Timmy. <sighs> Fuck you, Jimmy. I fucking hate Jimmy Fallon so much. What a piece of shit. This guy does not deserve anything that's been handed to him. Not only did he take over Conan O'Brien's slot, an honorary legendary slot, they gave it to this fucking piece of shit. Not funny, untalented, a goddamn hack. Jimmy Fallon is literally the scum of the earth, sucking up other people's shit and spewing it to people that don't know any better. Jimmy Fallon is the fucking worst. Looking at the goddamn camera all the time with his little giggles, saying, oh, this was a cute, fun, uh, improvisational moment. I broke character. Isn't that weird? All the fucking time. It's not. It's planned. And it's because he's shitty. Because he's a shitty actor. He's a shitty comedian and a shitty human being that treats the staff like shit because he's drunk all the fucking time. because he's an abusive alcoholic. I, I don't care for Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, at all. I can tell. Uh, you want to really get out how you feel about him? or I don't think I ever could. There is no <laughs> amount of vitriol in me that could ever be enough for my disdain for this man. Now, here's the weird thing. Mm-hmm. Do you ever remember him doing songs? No, I remember See, him like constantly. Like being he does like, the he does the, the singing, the karaoke thing on his on the show. Sure. Sure. Like fine, and he and, hangs out with Justin Timberlake all the time. Yeah, and I kind of remember him doing some stuff with, um, like on SNL, where he had a guitar and he would do some stuff. He was supposed to be the replacement for Adam Sandler, and there is not a bigger offensive statement to say That's to fair. Adam Sandler and his legacy than that. You're not wrong. Like, they would bring him out on weekly news update or weekly update or whatever yeah. with a guitar, and everyone would be like, "Oh my god, it's going to be some like Adam Sandler bit," and it was always just dog shit. Yeah. He was fucking awful. And he had some of the best writers providing his shit for him, and he couldn't even fucking handle that. Yeah, I mean, he knew what he was doing. He he knew 100% what he was doing, which I still, I always love the story that uh, Tracy Morgan, he did it during like the one of the first skits he ever did with Tracy Morgan. Yeah. Um, he did the whole, like, I'm breaking character, and I'm going to look at the camera, and this and that, and everything else. And... Tracy Morgan apparently pulls him into like a mop room or, or, or like a room that nobody else was in and says, if you ever fucking do that again, I am going to literally beat the lever loving shit out of you. Don't do that shit during my skits with you. Mm-hmm. And he never did from that moment on. He never during a Tracy Morgan skit that he was in would break character or look at the you know camera or anything like that yeah. because he knew that Tracy Morgan would literally fuck his life. Yeah. 
Yeah, he was well, done. Well, and he should have. The thing is about that, about that particular type of person, that is an ensemble cast where everyone yeah. is trying to make it. Yep. They are trying to get movies. They are trying to be able to further their comedy career. And that is such an insanely selfish action. Mm -hmm. You take all the attention away from literally the writing, mm -hmm. the scene, your other fucking co-stars trying to fucking act and mm -hmm. do a good job. And you make it all about you and you make it shit. Yep. No one remembers what the plot was about. No one remembers what the sketch was or what the punchlines were. Right. The only only part that they end up laughing at is someone breaking character, right. which when it is natural is in fact very sure and, and humanizing. And one of the things you look for in a live show, but when it is planned out ahead of time in a conniving way by a sack of shit, like Jimmy Fallon, right. it ruins everything that it touches. Right. When he, when it first happened, when he first did it in like with the cowbell skit. Yeah. It was funny because that entire skit was just nobody could stay in character. It well, just got harder. And that was that. I believe that that one was legitimate. Right. I do, too. But like a four year old yep. who shit on the floor once and everyone laughed. He's now 45 fucking years old, still shitting on the floor, right. expecting that attention. You need to stop giving it to him. Jimmy Fallon only furthers the stereotype that Jimmy Fallon should even be alive. <laughs> But speaking of, uh, so that said, this is a good matchup. Yeah, um, shitting on the floor. I mean, technically, oh shit. Uh, technically, Tenacious D has a song about squeezing out a Cleveland steamer on his chest. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? It was funny. And you know why? Because he wrote it himself. <laughs> he did. That's true. Uh, so Jimmy Fallon moving on, or uh, this is going to be Tenacious D. It's and tenacious don't ever D. bring up Jimmy Fallon on this show again. Wow. Good to know. Tim, our semi-final round could be brought to our friends and family here at Elite Showdown. If they have a business or whatever they'd like to plug, they already heard our plug. Yeah. And they're going to hear it two more times. Two more times. Because for just $10, you can get a whole month. That's four shows sponsoring a That bracket. is an introductory price, by the way, folks. Uh, yeah. Do not expect that for long. No. Don't expect it. Once it starts filling up, it's done. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. So get in it, get in it. Let me tell you, we are so fucking huge in India that you're probably going to see a humongous spike in your business mm -hmm. from India specifically. Yeah. It's a yeah. massive market. Yeah. Filled with good people like that say, actually enjoy good stuff. Yeah, exactly. And like the thing is like, it, maybe you don't have a product. Maybe you are a YouTuber. Maybe you're a Twitch mm -hmm. streamer, like whatever it is. Like, look, we'll, we literally will plug anything. We don't give a fuck. Maybe it's not about you. Maybe there's a charity that's really close to you. Yeah. You would like to get the word out there sure. a little bit to a, a to an audience that honestly probably is never really promoted to from a donation standpoint. 100%. If there's yeah. something that you care about. Yep. For $10. 10 for a month. Yeah. Of, I mean, you can't really beat that. No. And just getting the word out there is yeah. like all you need to do. Mm -hmm. It is a great deal and we highly recommend that you check it out. Tim, it's Bo Burnham going up against Weird Al. I mean, I don't think this is all that close. This is not. Um, Bo Burnham has the potential to... No, he doesn't. Weird Al is 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 an elemental. Yeah. You know what I mean? He is... He is He's godlike. Yep. Yeah. He is, yeah, he is literally able. the team captain for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yep. uh, there's, there's no question... Uh, where else moving on the other semi-final round I think this one's a little tougher okay it's tenacious D versus little Dicky which realistically it's it's two music people yeah we had only one comedian actually make it through and that was Bo Burnham yep 
which I guess says a little more about you than actually it 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 says a little bit more about me. I really thought you would have leaned more towards actors because you only like Daft Punk, as we have uh, established here on the show many many times before, um, and Space Jam. The, I do love just Space the song, Jam. not the movie. Oh yeah, the movie shit. Yeah. Song though, next level. Except for Bill Murray scenes. Love Bill Murray. I um, hate Bill Murray. Do you? Yeah, I can't stand him. Um, He's like Jimmy Fallon to me. Don't ever fucking say that. There is no one is. as shitty as he, Jimmy Fallon. I get not, what you're like, saying. He's not funny. I get what you're saying. He thinks he's funny. That's what's not funny about him. Mm-hmm. But he is not a, a massive sack of shit like Jimmy Fallon is. Actually, I, I've I could, heard things. I've heard things about him that he's kind of a sack of shit. They're not like Jimmy Fallon. Okay. I mean, maybe. I'll allow it. Let's, yeah. Let's let's move on. Okay. Um Little Dicky. Little Dicky. Uh Tenacious D has to move ahead here uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, yep. they have staying power. They've sure. been around. Little Dicky is still very fresh, very similar to Bo Burnham in that he's just he's pretty new to the scene. Yep. He's getting his rise now. Yep. We will see what he does with it. We already know Tenacious D started out as a niche thing, but had great production value, mm-hmm. great writing, and great timing. And they got their break and they fucking took it and accelerated. Yep. Little Dicky could very well do that. But we do not know if his ego is going to get in the way yet or not. Right. And like, uh, speaking of Tenacious D specifically, I love that uh, I only ever know him as Rage Cage. I don't actually. Kevin Gass? Yeah. Is that his name? Kyle. Kyle, Kyle Gass. Gass. Kyle Gass. Um, that like, that it was never a situation where he was writing Jack Black's coattails. Mm-hmm. Jack Black always just wants to h- include him in like the acting things that he does. I love that. And I love that about him. And it's never like a mer- it's never a mercy. He's like, no, I, I I want him for this role. Like, I think he would be really good for this role. And he always is like, oh, no, I don't like I don't want to because yeah. like I don't want people to think this. And then he's just like, OK, fuck it. And then kills it in the role. Yeah. Every time like him and shallow his his place in shallow hell is fucking hilarious. Yes, it was. It's a little bit. It's just a little. Yeah. But it's just sprinkled in. And then he's so he's so good in the Tenacious D movies. Because he's just a dude in like sweat shorts and a shirt tucked into him. <laughs> They're so fucking good. They've never stopped being their self at any point. No. Jack Black is an A-list star. Yeah. And has never stopped being himself. Yep. Um, love it. Absolutely love, love that man. Yeah. Um, I love that has he has one a, hell of a TikTok too. Yeah. Yeah. And a YouTube channel where yeah. it's a gaming channel where he never fucking plays yeah. games. He just talks about it and wanders around and does fucking Jack Black things. I yeah, love it. Pretty much. Oh God. I fucking love that man. All right. Our finals, Tim, this is little Dickie's also kind of a star fucker and Jack Black literally gives off anti star fucker vibes. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I also wonder if it's just early. Yeah. Cause I, I would say like house of, House of Rock era, he was a little star fuckery. Yeah. A little, I mean, not to the caliber that little Dickie is now, but right. I wonder, I, we will see in 10 years. Although, well, no, cause like a lot of those guys in Dave are hired actors. They're not his friends. No. And I think he's, He's trying to help the hip hop community by getting the real that actors. I, I do really appreciate um, Dave, the show Dave, yeah. um, and and what they've done very specifically for for men's mental health awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, what's his buddy's name? Uh, Gata. Gata. Yeah. Uh, the storylines with him were were but his, like his whole bi- his whole bipolar aspect yep. of things. Yeah, it was really good. Did it very well. They did yeah. it very well. Yep. Um, but yeah, tenacious D. Tenacious D is moving on. Our finals. It's Tenacious D versus Weird Al. 
two monumental musicians to one of them also just an incredible actor group. Yeah. But it's going up against, I mean, it's Tenacious D who are really fucking good going up against God tier level. But but God tier in one category. Well, God tier in one category a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think going up against them today, Weird Al could could hold himself. I think it'd be close. Yeah. But I don't know if they could be Tenacious D in a in a music battle. Um. So yeah. So this is really rough. So they they are certainly in similar categories, but they are drastically different. Mm-hmm. Um, Weird Al is is comedy parodies very specifically, mm-hmm. and Tenacious D does not do parodies. They do their own music. Um, Tenacious D also has a significantly more varied skill set. Mm-hmm. I I would uh, completely agree with that. Um, Brutal Legend, the the video game that was all like, oh, that was, was so fucking good. Was so on point for what it was trying to be. Yep. Um, I completely, I would completely argue. Cause like where'd Alan that was never going to get a fucking video game. No, he may have been in some, like not one that ones. was that witty or, or tongue in cheek either. Um, weird. Al had a couple shows that were uh, not stellar, honestly. Right. And I, I say that as a huge weird Al fan seeing, Oh, there's a weird Al Saturday morning TV show. It sucked. It was not good. Oh my god, I forgot all about that. Um, I I'm a huge fan of the cult classic UHF. Uh huh. Um, but also that wasn't even really Weird Al's brand. I don't I don't think at the time. Um, I I this is going to be a stretch, but here's what I'm going to say: Weird Al is in fact an absolute god and legend mm-hmm. of very specifically what he does. Wow, tenacious D performs and kills it in multiple arenas. They're Absolutely. not God tier in any of them. That's a fair statement. Um, and only because they are legitimate. They are, they are metal and rock. They are a metal and rock band. Mm-hmm. They happen to be funny. They are not the funniest of all time. I think Jack Black would be fine as a standup. I think he would probably fucking kill it. Yeah. I don't think that there is not anything that he could be a list at. Right. He is not God tier and he is not he's the path. He's the workhorse. Yes. He's the workhorse. He's he's a guy. I don't Jack Black is OP because if if, if Jack Black was a unit in, in a minis game or a character in a yep. video game, all of his stats are excellent or better. Yep. Weird Al is S tier in maybe one or two things at most. But Jack Black is a or better in several. Sure. Things. He's the Chris Jericho of music, not and not in Fozzie stances, but actual like Chris. Always considered one of the greatest of all time, mm-hmm. but never mentioned when you talk about Mount Rushmore. Yes, you never are going to put his face on Mount Rushmore, but he's always classified as one of the greatest of all times. Mm-hmm. I would argue that Weird Al is going to be on the snow globe of the Mount Rushmore, but never actually on the Mount Rushmore I also, of musical comedy. Yes. I also think that Tenacious D would literally bow out of this particular competition Absolutely. and give it to Weird Al. Absolutely. Because they they recognize his greatness. Yeah. Yeah. They're they, probably heavily inspired by it. Uh, probably. Yeah. Uh, I will say uh, research team just slid this over to me. 1976 Weird Al got started. 
Wow. And has sold 12 million albums over the course of his career. He has, he has recorded more than 150 parody and original songs and has performed over a thousand live shows. What's Tenacious D's album sales? Here's the thing. It's it's so big. I actually cannot fucking find it. Um, the number because they have crazy amount of numbers, all of them over 12 million. Yeah. Um, they only have also they only have they only have four studio albums. Sounds right. Um, seven singles, one live album, two video albums. Um, they peaked in the UK at number thirty-eight. Oh, they well their one album, Tenacious D, the album, sold four hundred and twenty-six thousand copies worldwide by two thousand six. I mean that was two thousand six. Yeah. So. I mean, Weird Al's entire discography sold 12 million copies. Tenacious D's one intro album sold just just a little over 425,000. Yeah, I mean, that's that's honestly those totals are in Weird Al's favor for right. a number of reasons, both for the number of albums, the number of albums sold, you know, on average would probably be higher for Weird Al. Right. Um this and I a, here's the thing. I don't think I don't even think if Tenacious D focused and just tried to write a bunch of albums, could they hit that number? No. But I also don't think I don't think that Weird Al could release a single album that could get that many buys singly by themselves. Weird Al wouldn't be able to produce a video game like Tenacious D did. They wouldn't yeah. be he wouldn't be able any and, and he tried and he I like UHF a lot. It's a great call classic. Yeah. But holds no torch to nope. pick a destiny. Yep. Um, music videos also. The thing and okay, so here's gonna be the big delineator for me. Sure. As far as comedy music, Weird Al never had an air of seriousness seriousness about him. Mm-hmm. He never made it about his craft. He never tried to further it. It was always gimmicky and puns. Yep. Tenacious D took the quality that was expected out of those genres Mm -hmm. and brought a comedy element to it. Yep. They were world-class studio albums. Mm -hmm. It was a world-class movie. Pick of Destiny, School of Rock. I mean, even Shallow Hell to a lesser extent Mm -hmm. um, were all solid A-tier movies. Absolutely. I feel like uh, I'm I'm stretching and I'm fighting and I should have just said Tenacious D at this point, but I still feel like it's wrong just because Weird Al is so fucking legendary. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm going to say Tenacious D hesitantly, um, but only because if you were to match them on several events like a like a Mario versus Sonic Olympics 2006, um, Tenacious D would be crushed in two categories and would probably win in literally everything else. Absolutely. And that that's why I'm moving them ahead. If this was just comedic singers mm-hmm. only and didn't have the other aspects built in, Weird Al would have taken this. But for this particular bracket, for this particular show, Tenacious D is too well-rounded on every front. Tenacious D is your winner, guys. I, I'll, I'll be honest. I can't argue it. I would, I would even say it. If you had said Weird Al, I would have supported it, but I would have been like, mm-hmm. it's almost like an honorable mention. Like you yeah. just move him ahead to move him ahead. Right. Exactly. And he deserves it. Absolutely. But 
That's not what we're about here. It's not. We are here to piss people off and with we our are decisions. About overanalyzing it yep. to the point where we constantly have to go back to literally how the brackets were titled yep. to pick our winner. Exactly. Now, listen, if you liked this show, if you liked this bracket, check out all the other amazing shows here at the Professional Casual Network. We've got Dark Omens. Lost Omens. Fuck! We've got Lost Omens. We've got... A D&D podcast. Lost Omens is a D&D podcast. Go to the next one. Sorry. I'm going to give like little one sentence things for everything okay. you say. We've got Lost Omens. Which is a D&D Pathfinder 2 podcast. We've got Grim Podcast of Perilous Adventures. A Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 4th Edition. We've got The Space Between. Uh, that's about uh, nerd movies, comics, and shows. We've got twitch.tv slash professional casual network. We stream a whole bunch of stuff there. A lot of minis games, Marvel Crisis Protocol, Among Us, Baldur's Gate 3, probably some World of Warcraft and whatever else people want to see. And then hit the archives for Space Between Presents. Any docuseries you've heard of that's worth watching is on there. Tiger King, the Epstein documentary, McMillions. There's pretty much only three documentaries out there. We did all three. (laughs) And then check out my friends and hopefully you'll assume like the comic book rundown. With Joe Gennaro, awesome dude, really love him, uh, is on our apology list. We haven't gotten there yet, maybe someday. Uh, but he breaks down comic books issue by issue in short, digestible 15 to 20 minute episodes that go through the entire issue, give you everything you need to know, and let you move the fuck on. It is not a show that talks about comic books for three fucking hours when it only took you 10 minutes to read. It is probably the best formatted comic book television or podcast ever. We we've also got Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. They talk about wrestling. I don't listen to their show personally because it's not in my particular suite. But what I have heard is actually pretty fucking solid. It's solid. And here's the thing. You don't have to like wrestling because they have other topics. They've got movies. They've got comics. They've got television. They literally there's sometimes when they don't even go over. They have no wrestling news. They talk about toys maybe you're maybe you're super into the collectibles field they talk about toys over there they talk about chalkline.com just go check it out chalk-line.com it's in apparel of all nostalgic like 90s stuff um it's super fucking cool anyway i i love their product and they always do a shout out they'll tell you what fucking bang they're drinking this week i do love bang energy drinks i rarely have an uh, a a need to use it so yeah. i try to stay away from well now, it, but, now that you're on the bill bar but when i do yeah yeah when i, I when I i'm do. like helping someone move yeah honestly very specifically yeah. that's the time i pick up that bang because you could think to yourself should i just do cocaine? No, I'll have a bang instead. When I need to send it, I yeah. use a bang. Yeah. When but every day waking up instead of drinking coffee, I'll use Built Boost. What do you? What's your feeling on Sprite? In general? Yeah. It's okay. I like that it's crisper and it's a little sharper of a taste. I prefer that over something sweeter. But sure. um, on mm. outside of a mixer, it's okay. not something I'm gonna drink. So by Bang has a new flavor. It's called Key Lime Pie. Okay. It tastes like Sprite with a dash of vanilla in it. Oh. It's really fucking good. Okay. It's really fucking good. I highly recommend checking that out. They also have one called Radical Skedaddle. Uh, I see that people drinking that one a lot it's online. Fucking, it's all right. It's Is that it's the blue fine. and red one or the pink and blue one. It's it's darker pink and blue. Okay. Um. Because they have a pink and blue that is Rainbow Unicorn, which tastes like Smarties. Mm. These kind of taste like, um, uh, they say Skittles. Yeah, I guess I could taste the Skittle okay. in it. Um, it's not I bad. I really like their sour gummy hormone. Yeah, a lot of people like that. 
I'm a pinot colada guy. I fucking love their pinot colada. I, I love coconut. I don't like pineapple. So it has it has the perfect me. mixture of both. So okay. you you would probably not like it. Okay, but I if the balance is good and it's not heavily weighted towards pineapple, it's, I usually it's can perfectly enjoy even. It. It's okay. perfectly even. I love it. It's so fucking good. That's my favorite. Um, with that being said. Oh, uh, and wreck my podcast. Yeah, they're pretty okay, guys. Also, the YouTube channel. Check out the YouTube channel with the Professional Casual Network uh, YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. Go over there it's and sub the for notes. us. Yeah, yeah, go over there and sub for us so we can actually have a URL to scream out. That's uh... Yeah, so we can say YouTube.com slash big fat veiny dicks. Because <laughs> we don't want anything to match here. No. No, we want it to be like one word off. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if we had like a Facebook that you could follow us at, it'd be like facebook.com slash professional casual. Sure. But if we wanted you to follow us on Instagram, we'd trick you a little bit and we'd say, why don't you follow us on Instagram at the professional, professional casual. casual? And then if you want to go like Twitter, yeah, we want it to be like at top tier casual. Right. That yeah. would actually be a good one. Or like a Gmail, then revert it back. So you have a little bit, like yep. half the things are professional casual, half the things are professional casual. And then you got that just stupid fucking Twitter right in the middle. Top tier casual. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and squirrels, check out patreon.com slash professional casual to get all of our other great stuff here. I just saw the the roll call over there. Yeah. Holy shit. How long has that been there? A couple months. Okay. Yep. We say goodbye. Stay safe. Of course. Delete the blood on the bracket because this has been Elite Eight Showdown. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and squirrels, it's your boy and host of Elite Eight Showdown, Big Chuck. Do you have a business, online store, Facebook, Instagram, OnlyFans, or anything else that you would want to advertise on Elite Eight Showdown? Well, we want you to sponsor the brackets. Right now, we are offering you the opportunity to advertise your business, product, or anything else. Maybe you're a cosplayer, performer, artist, musician looking to reach new fans. Maybe you're a gamer or content creator who wants to get their Twitch, Facebook gaming, YouTube, or podcast advertised. Right now in this introductory offer, you can sponsor one bracket over four shows for just $10. That's right, just $10 and you'll get a month worth of advertising. Nobody is offering a deal like this. Email us for review and approval at theprofessionalcasual at gmail.com in the subject line. Put Elite 8 Showdown Bracket Application. Give us just a brief description of what you'd like to advertise as well as any links for approval. All applications will be considered and reviewed before approval. Elite 8 Showdown has hundreds of downloads every show all over the world and we are growing and gaining more every week. This is a limited time offer, so don't wait. Theprofessionalcasual at gmail.com. Subject line, Elite 8 Showdown, bracket ad application.